0: We are the men in maroon. One is a solopian, and the other loves a day out in the tune. But both of us are united as jambos. We travel from Edinburgh to Dundee to Glasgow. Daz and the Manus. We are going for a footballing tango. Welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast with Daz and the Manus. Hello, I'm Anis. Welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast and a special edition of the podcast. It's a pleasure having you join me. In July, I went to Ireland to see Galway United play and it was my first visit to the club. Like Heart of Lovian, Galway United play in Maroon. And although there are differences, there is a common theme as well when it comes to fan ownership. I had the privilege in chatting with Jimmy Brennan, who is a member of the committee at Galway United Friends Co-op. The organisation part-owns the club after the Comer brothers became majority owners earlier this year, but the co-op is looking to get more of its fans to sign up to become part-owners. Of course, Heart of Middlovian Football Club is the UK's biggest fan-owned football club and It was confirmed earlier this week on the first anniversary of Hearts and Soul Day, which was on the 30th of August 2021, when Hearts became UK's biggest fan-owned football club. It was confirmed on Tuesday, the 30th of August 2022, that fans of the Jambos raised more than £14 million through the foundation of Hearts. An incredible achievement. Who knows, one day, could Galway United become Ireland's biggest fan-owned football club? Dreams are certainly dreams, but dreams are certainly there to be achieved. Time will tell, of course. Meanwhile, sit back, relax, don't do anything stressful, and keep yourself safe. And healthy, and enjoy listening to Jimmy and I chatting, getting to know each other, our two beloved football clubs, and getting to learn and understand about what happens in Edinburgh and Galway as far as our two football clubs are concerned. I really enjoy this chat, and I really hope you do as well. Here it is. Your club and Our club, you know, we play in the same colours at home um, in the maroon. Um, Obviously, we're now a fan-owned club and you're looking to have similar aspirations here at Galway as well. So tell us a little bit more about Galway United as a club. Um, Obviously, you're playing in the second tier uh, here in Ireland. Um, But just tell tell us more about the club, just uh, for the benefit of our listeners.
1: Well, we're in the second tier at the minute. Um, But we would be confident that... By the end of this season, we'll be in the top division. We were, for a number of years, in the top division. We have played in European competition uh, reasonably successfully. We only recently celebrated the 21st anniversary of winning the FA Cup. um, And we had a big celebration up in Terryland last week, actually, when we invited the team onto the pitch, the winning team onto the pitch. The goal scorer in that Cup final... Is actually the main man in our underage setup, uh, Johnny Glynn, and uh, we have a very active underage uh, section. We have teams now at under 14, uh, 15, 17, 19. In addition to the to the A team, we are very similar in many respects. I was reading the history of your own club <clears throat> and checking it up, and they're very similar in many respects to the structure that we would love to have in place here Uh, in the sense that you had a, a limited company, a foundation and a club. We are similar in the sense that we have a major sponsor, we have the cooperative and we have the club. Now the difference at this stage is that we depend on the major sponsor for the majority of our funding. The hope would be that sometime in the future we can diminish their, the necessity for their involvement and we can improve the amount that the co-op contributes. The co-op started, uh, it was the idea of the chairman of the club at the time, Bernie O'Connell, at the instigation of the then board. The company, the club had pretty much gone out of existence. It was kept afloat by the Galway United Supporters Trust for pretty much a full season. Thankfully, to prevent it going out of business, the FAI came on board, and they set up a new structure within the club where there would be four entities represented on the board. There was two of the local junior clubs, the Galway Football Association and the Galway United Supporters Trust. They had two representatives each, on the board of the club with an independent chairman during their tenure uh, in office they decided that it would be a good idea if there was some sort of a cooperative formed to take over the running of the club so Bernie O'Connell who was then the chairman approached me and asked me if I'd be interested in getting involved in that so I thought about it for a while I, I would be really a kind of a an average supporter I go to games when it suits me, that type of thing at that time. And uh, so I said, I thought about it. and I said, look, Bernie, if you give me a few names, we'll get together and we'll see, we'll talk about it. So he set up a small committee of about seven or eight of us. And we met every, every week, I say, for about uh, from August until December. And we invited different people in to join us. So we went up and down in numbers during that time. And we discussed the whole idea of a cooperative, what it meant, how we would do it. We investigated it, we contacted the Irish Cooperative Association to see what were the legalities. We filled in all the forms, we did all, ticked all the boxes, and eventually we launched on the 8th of December, 2014. Now, the fo- we stayed in existence at that meeting, then we were, we were voted into office as a temporary interim board. We stayed in office for a full year, and at the following AGM, we stood down. And we were taken over, if you like, in the chairmanship by the Galway United Supporters Trust people. And it went from there then onwards. And by degrees, the Supporters Trust stepped aside and handed over their share of the the club council to us. So we got more representation on the club board. The other entities involved backed out over a period of time and we became the sole owners if you like of the board of the Galway United Football Club. Now that's the position to this day. They, we appoint the members to the board but the members to the board that are there, they can co-opt people as they need them. Uh, if people have a particular skill that they need, they can co-opt them onto the board. So we have four people on the board, three at, at the moment. Uh, and the rest are all cooperative members. With regard to our contribution to the club then, like ideally we'd love to be in the position that your foundation is in, where you were actually able to buy out the company that owned the club uh, over a period of time. Now, that would be our aspiration. That's what we want to do. We want to become the total owners of the club. But realistically, that's not going to happen in the short term because we don't have a the numbers or b the resources we would hope that we can over a period of time like we've fairly solid foundation now we have some very good people uh really on the board of the club and we have some great people on the, uh, co- the committee of the cooperative and we have a lot of very like we have a solid base now solid membership who are there through thick and thin uh and Give us all the support we need. What we need to do is build that base. Now, I was asking the question, what kind of level of support you get at your games? You get an average of 16,000 at a game. But you have 8,000 contributors to your foundation. That's 50%. We would get somewhere between two and 3,000 at our average game. But we don't have anything like that contributing. We would only probably have something in the region of a couple of hundred people contributing regularly. Now, <clears throat> when I say contributing regularly, I mean making a, a, a an annual donation. And that would be one, contributing to the various fundraising events that we conduct. We'd only have that, that's only what, about 10% of our gate. You've got 50%. Now, if we could build that percentage up to 50% and raise the amount that each guy gives then I think we would be in with a real chance. But in the short term, or in the medium term, it looks like as if we're going to have to be dependent on the uh, sponsors. Now, the Comer Brothers are our current sponsors, and they have been most generous to us. Can't fault them. They are, at this point in our existence, anxious that we turn the club into a limited share company. And they want to buy into that company as the major majority shareholders. So they would become the major the shareholders, major shareholders in the club, and we would be the minority shareholders, we the cooperative. But at at this time, that's that's been agreed. So it's a matter of giving them. They have the option now to do that. It's a matter of when they choose to exercise that option. But that is it. Probably suits us insofar as it secures their involvement. Uh, and at the same time, it gives us the opportunity to increase our shareholding if we ever get to the point of having the resources to do it. Um, that's currently where we stand. So there's a very there's a good similarity between your history and ours. Like we would see ourselves similarly, uh, on similar lines to your foundation. Uh, the, the sponsors would be similar to the company that you set up. To, and the club, of course, would be the same. Except that you're a full, fully premiership club. We're Scottish not premiership. there. Yeah, Scottish premiership club, which, which is a big step up from where we are at this time. However, we're doing very well this season, and we're very confident that by this time next year, we'll be up at the top layer of Irish soccer.
0: Definitely, because uh, you you're only you're chasing Cork City, aren't you? In we the,
1: are, yeah. We were a point ahead of them two weeks ago. And we had two bad results and they had two good results so we're now gone second to them but uh, there's a playoff structure mm-hmm. then you see in in our league you know which is <laughs> it's like a roller coaster welcome <laughs> to Arlington, Scotland <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> with
0: the world leagues anyway. yeah,
1: exactly it's 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 a very difficult like you have a couple of games against your own uh, division And if you survive that then you have to play some of the guys coming down out of the superior division so it's fraught with all sorts of of dangers the ideal way is to win our own division and get out at the first shot be there gone done dusted and you can then start planning for the future you know absolutely but But i got to know about your club though um
0: not a long time ago actually when my english team newcastle united signed
1: one yeah, of young, your young, yeah.
0: upcoming, talented yeah. players, who's yeah. incidentally on the day of this recording. I understand this is his last this is his game his last tonight. game, Alex
1: Murphy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is his last game now. This must, this must yeah. be so, I mean, obviously yeah. sad oh, that he's leaving, but it this
0: must be so exciting yeah. for Galway United. It is, of
1: course. Oh, it sure, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant for us, brilliant for him. He's a huge loss to us because he is a significant player at our level. He's, he's excellent. You know, how he's going to do in the future, I don't know, but I would wish the lad the very best. He seems like a very nice young lad, and he certainly is a talented footballer, so I would certainly wish him the best. There is, of course, a former link uh, with with, um, with Newcastle United through Stephen Follin, and Stephen Follin's dad, who was Stephen as well. Uh, I, I can't remember when exactly, but about 10 years ago, maybe, he was over there. He went over there as an under-18 and uh, spent a bit of time with Newcastle. I'm not so sure if we had any other link now. I'm not sure if Archie DeLargey didn't play with him once upon a time, going back through the years. There was a bit of a connect with Newcastle uh, down through the years, you know. City I have never been in, but I watch one of the television programmes about one of those detective series that's based in Newcastle. You know, I've never been to Edinburgh either. I've been to Glasgow alright, but I've never been to Edinburgh. But, um,
0: You're always welcome.
1: You know, thank you very much. Uh, I'd I I'd love to actually... I, I really am keen on the way your club has developed because I, I think it's, it could serve as a very fine model for where we go ourselves.
0: Yeah, you know, do, do you feel part of Midlothian Football Club could potentially be the golden example for Galway United to follow suit in terms of becoming
1: the biggest fan club in Ireland, potentially. Well, it's certainly, looking at, at the way you've developed, it would certainly seem to me as if the pathway that you followed would be the type of pathway that we would aspire to being on. Um, the time frame that you had, you're probably, what, about eight years, eight to ten years uh, as a foundation before you managed to take over? You know,
0: it was 2010 when we formed, yeah. but um, obviously we were rescued out of administration... Yeah. Eight, around about eight years ago, and yeah. now obviously last yeah. year, twenty twenty-one, we became the
1: biggest fan-owned club yeah. in the so UK. It, so in a short enough period of time, you've managed to do that. Now, I don't think we could aspire to doing it in anything like the same the same short uh, period of time. But at the same time, it would be the type of model that I think we could learn from. Um, I I would I'm certainly going to going to investigate further how you manage to structure your finances and how you managed to build... Like, I'd be interested in how you built your your, your fan base and how you got them to pay money. Yeah, that, like, because not, as you were you saying know,
0: earlier, you want more of your fans attending games, not just to attend the games, but to become regular contributors. Yes,
1: yeah. That, you see, it's a double-edged thing, really. We want more people at the games, number one. But the ones that do attend then... We want them to become regular contributors, not just at the gate, but on a kind of a commitment le- level annually. That they will give us a certain amount of money, and we can then you can plan. If you 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 can do things, if you know that you have a you have guaranteed kind of income coming in, you can actually like as it currently stands. Now we our funding is important. It's it's minor in in this overall scheme of things at the minute but at the same time it does cover we'll say for example a lot of, lot of the a uh, lot of the expenses that the club does have transport underage uh, rent of pitches all this type of stuff you know because that is a that is a factor you see that that's big in our budget we don't have a facility of our own we rent everything if we have a game for the under 14s we have to rent a pitch If the seniors have a game, we have to rent Terryland. If we have anything going on, we have to make arrangements to rent it. We don't have a clubhouse, we have to rent it. We have a meeting, we have to rent space to have a meeting. Now, in fairness, Terryland are very good to us in many respects, and if we have meetings, we can often hold them in Terryland itself, so we can save a few quid that way. But it would be ideal for us, and there is is a move afoot uh, as uh, present times, where the Comer brothers are are attempting in in conjunction with the club and with um, Hockey Ireland and I think Athletics Ireland as well to develop uh, a facility slightly east of the city here um, for what would you call it a kind of a, a centre of excellence type of thing where we would be active partners in that and where we would have facilities for training, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, as it is at the minute. That's really, we, you know, that's really quite exciting. Oh, well, brilliant. The
0: Hart Midlovian men's and women's team, they train at, at a facility called the Orium, uh, which is just outside... Well, it's, it's within Edinburgh's yeah. territory, but it's on the outskirts of Edinburgh. And it's not just Hart's who train there, Scottish rugby train there, Scottish... The Scottish national men's football team trained there. I think the women's team trained yeah. there as well. well um, who owns that? I'm not sure to be honest. But, but it's not but, yours. Like
1: it's not. And it's, it's not ours. Oh, oh, no, yeah. no, we don't yeah. own it. Yeah. We don't
0: own it as such. But there's a lot of, like different teams that yeah. are yeah. there, yeah. and the women's team play their home games at the Orium oh, right. as well. Okay. And it's I think I would say probably Scotland's biggest sports and centre yeah. of excellence if you want to call it that because a lot there's a lot of. Uh, it's really well used and other football clubs in Great Britain also use that facility as well during the year oh, well, as well. Okay, so yeah. pre-season training, yeah, all yeah, that kind yeah. of
1: thing. Um, so we don't have, you see now, we don't have a ladies' section or a women's section at the, at the moment. Uh, they're, they're separate. The Galway Women's Football Association are a separate operation. But I would be confident that in the not-too-distant future there certainly will have to be some accommodation and some effort made Get a women's section in Galway United, yeah, because I mean it's such a big part of the game now, and it's booming um, that it would be it, it, it's inevitable that that the Football Association of Ireland is going to make efforts to get every senior club to have a women 's section, and I think it can be it can be only good. And, and Gaul is
0: a very open and welcoming city lovely, isn't it, you know, it's really
1: yeah. proud of its
0: culture, it's oh, a yeah, welcoming yeah, city, yeah. so I mean the potential is oh, there. It's huge.
1: It's, it's huge, there's no question about it and it would be very, it'd be very silly not to be in, involved in it and to get in at the beginning as well, which would give you every opportunity to, to develop, to increase your involvement, number of players, number of fans, participants, supporters, the whole lot, like it makes eminent sense, uh, you know that, that that's the way we should go, um, and hopefully that will happen. Now we have a very good underage structure at the at the moment. Um, as I, I said to you earlier, the man in charge of that is, is Johnny Glynn. Johnny scored the winning goal for us in the cup final twenty years ago, twenty one years ago, uh, when we won the, the FA Cup. Um, he is. Uh, in charge of our entire underage structure I would say in fairness that there probably isn't an underage footballer in the west of Ireland that Johnny doesn't know uh, he, we have a great setup, we have great coaches he has a, surrounded himself with excellent lads excellent coaches and we have a very good structure and we're doing very well at the underage level um, Alex Young and Alex now came through that so that's the beginning now we hope of a flood of people Coming through our own academy uh, to Galway United, you know, if that happens, then that will give us a. It'll give us access to more and more talent, local talent. Number two, it gives us the opportunity to make uh, some financial arrangements if they get uh, go further afield and get transferred uh, away from us into other bigger, bigger clubs. So it's a win for everybody if if we can manage to keep that going. It's expensive. Like the underage is expensive. Like buses, food, referees, everything has to be paid for. You know, it's, it's kind of funny, really. But you'd imagine that there should be some things that you you don't you, you can do for free, but there aren't. Lines being But, but, pitches, but do, people,
0: people are involved for the love of the game,
1: isn't it? Uh, oh, certainly. There's no question at all about. It. I mean, the, like the, the, the amount of energy that people are putting in to the co-op, into the club, into the supporters arrangements, into match day arrangements, stewarding, selling programmes, raising funds, like they're not doing that for anything other than the love of the game, number one, and the club, number two, and probably the club and the game, maybe in that order rather than the other way around, Uh, you couldn't survive without that, you couldn't possibly ever get to the point like where everything was purely professional. It just wouldn't function. We couldn't afford it. But it's 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 quite extraordinary the amount of passion that that an awful lot of people have for the club, like in mean, its the biggest part of a lot of the a lot of their their kind of dreams, if you like, to be involved with it. And it's great. It's, it's really exciting, to be honest about it. And particularly when the club is doing well, you know, you, you kind of get a boost out of it and you, you're kind of looking forward to... You know, like, we go back, we go back to, the, to the years when we were in the Premier Division and we were in the top three or four teams. We played up in the rugby ground up here some years ago when we couldn't, we hadn't access to... Terry we were doing work on it. We'd have three or four thousand people up there, surrounding, no stand, all standing. Right, half of them climbing over the walls, uh, not paying, <laughs> but they were there nonetheless. And we were second or third in the league, you know. Um, our present manager, John Caulfield, being a thorn in our side because he was playing with Cork, and they were one of our biggest rivals uh, to play. Um, that kind of passion. We were playing in Europe, right? We played one of our games in Europe, out in Carrero which is forty miles, thirty miles west of here. It is an Irish-speaking area, and we played in their ground because we had no local ground was gone. We played in a hurling pitch out on the other side in another European match. So we've got a long history of of success, which we haven't enjoyed for the last few years. We've we've had a bit of a slump, but that's in the past.
0: You've had a similar journey to us because yeah. we were um, demoted to the championship in 2020 when the COVID pandemic yeah. started. Had to get promoted back to the Premiership, came back, and then now we're playing European football yeah, this coming season, yeah. which is just an extraordinary story. It's great, yeah. um, so, I mean, it kind of feels like you've got a similar path in a way uh, at Galway. Yeah, there are there
1: are similarities apart from the colours of the jerseys. There are definitely <laughs> yeah. are similarities uh, in the, the your history. Your re- modern recent history uh, very much parallels our own. You know your financial difficulties, the structure that you put in place. You know your difficulties with the, you know, with relegation and your fight to get back up into the Premier Division. Uh, you've done that. You know, so you're a kind of a model for us in many ways. You're a little bit ahead of us in all these aspects, but we're following close behind you. We're watching what you're doing, and uh, as I said to you now earlier, I'd be very keen to find out how you've, how you've managed to, to get people more people to support you uh to transfer from being just spectators to being active participants yeah. and that's that's the secret if we if we could do that yeah I we think, and we want you know, to
0: get that number even higher yeah, although yeah. we've got uh, around 8000 contributors yeah. we'd love to be at 10 11 oh, 12, yeah. 000. that would just be the dream but but tell our um listeners um in Edinburgh and the surrounding areas and internationally we've got listeners all over the world as well um, it, it Seldom Galway United in terms of them potentially coming for a long weekend oh, here
1: place to be for God's sake Yeah
0: yeah because it... <laughs> obviously this is a really culturally rich city and obviously oh, the yeah. football club you would want to play a bigger role or have a bigger portion of that as well.
1: Well absolutely but you see Galway is Galway is a very historic city, really, with trade links to Europe, going back Christopher Christopher Columbus's time, you know, we're going back even further than that, like we've links going back. But it's a multicultural city, really. Uh, it's a big sporting city. We have rugby team, Gaelic football team, hurling team, soccer team, all at the top level. and. It's, it amazes me the amount of support that each of them can get nearly separate from each other in many respects and that's one of the problems we have if we could grab some of the support that a lot of the others have and move it over to us uh, you know it would be great but like they, we say on a Friday night now we play most of our home games Friday nights Galway City on a Friday night is absolutely hopping you know you can go to the, go to the soccer match stay in town Plenty of hotels, and um, prices of uh, for your average pint afterwards might be a small little bit higher than Scotland, I would say. But at the same time, the quality is very good. <laughs> pint again is unbeatable, you know. But you can have a great weekend here. Plenty to do, and uh, you you can take in hurling match, football match rugby match soccer match all in the one weekend if you want to you know uh, we there's quite a number of Edinburgh teams come over here to play the rugby and to stay in this hotel in actual fact um, so there'd be no reason why sh- people shouldn't be coming over here to see see a soccer game you know and particularly now like we're, when we're doing well like we provide a decent enough amount of uh, standard let's put it that way of yeah. football you know well, you so, you're
0: certainly your proof. I mean if it wasn't for you know that you know that young lads is yeah. going to Newcastle. I mean, and I would have never heard of you guys yeah, really yeah, properly. Yeah. So I mean, certainly you want yeah. more success stories like that. Well, let so me that... ask
1: you a question now. Have you heard of Shamrock Rovers?
0: Yes, I have heard of Shamrock right, Rovers. Right. So that's
1: the difference, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Because they're up at the top. So you you're, you want your profile to be in among the elite? Of absolutely, Irish
1: yeah, absolutely. We don't see any reason why we shouldn't be up there. In the... Like this is a sporting city. Mm-hmm. You know, like the whole countryside here. Our our young lads now are coming from all over Connacht. And some of them even mm-hmm. further afield than okay. Connacht. Um, the country is divided into four provinces. Connacht being one of them. That's the rugby one. But we have lads coming from 50 miles away, uh, south, west, north, east, the whole lot. So we do cover the whole the whole countryside. Uh, this, like, we want to be. We, we are an ambitious crowd. No question about it and we want to be up there right up there with the help we don't see any reason why we, sh- we can't be back where we were um,
0: and, and sustain that sustain, oh,
1: you know, there, no that's the, see that's the secret is to, to get in there and that's where the academy and the underage comes into its own that if, if we can make that a real success so we're supplying people to the top to the first team on a regular basis doesn't take you don't want 20 guys coming forward every year you only need one or two every year filtering through so that you have a continuous cycling um, and recycling of of talent you know and that keeps you up there at the top so you don't have to be all the time trying to buy in outside now you're okay so you're obviously going to need to buy in some talent from time to time because there'll be a particular need in a particular position but if we could keep recycling if we could get more Alex Murphy's now one or two of them every couple of years even you'd, you'd, you'd be in a strong position then to maintain your, your, your uh, position but it's to get there is get the problem uh, like there are teams at the bottom of our top division of our premier division who will fight tooth and nail to stay where they are because they don't want to be playing down where we are you know uh, they want to be playing the top teams all the time and fighting for a chance to play European football which is, which is the objective and to win and to win the league like, we want to win the league at some stage in our existence we've won the cup we want to win the league Doing that is not going to be easy, but we're in the, we're on the right path now. And if we could progress this season up into the first, into the Premier Division, I think we're we're a long way up the chain that. Because we'll do well once we once we get up, we'll do well because we have the structures in place, and we have the players now. We have the management, and we have the club. The club is in a good position now, financially. Uh, thanks very much to the Comers. It's in a very stable position. We've very good board, very good club structure, and we've the co-op is, is developing all the time. Very good people in it, so I'd be very confident that going forward. But I'll be watching your lads. I'm going to be watching and see how you do And now. I'd love some you of know. our
0: fans to watch you guys as well. How can some well, of our well, fans potentially get involved
1: in what? The well, they can join the co-op, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go onto the website. Uh, mm-hmm. Galway United Friends Co-op, and all the information is there. Uh, the The games we play are on te- on on, te- on television uh, with <laughs> LoI TV, League of Ireland TV, and they're streamed uh, on a Friday night. <laughs> all the first, all our division, all the first division, the, pre- the Premier Division, they get live television on the, on the full television screens. Ours are only streamed. Uh, but you see them now. The coverage is—it's not bad, not, not brilliant, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. But um, every Friday night you get a choice of whatever club you want to watch. Uh, so, like for example, now our, our game tonight will be on Loi TV, mm-hmm. and it'll be streamed. So anybody who want to watch that—excuse me—dial di- di- in your Loi TV onto your whatever your phone, smartphone, or your, or tablet. Phone or your tablet or yeah, whatever—and yeah. there you go, and you can see us uh, in all our glory. Up in Terryland Park, up in Eamon DC Park. That yeah. pitch is named after Raymond DC. You know, who former Aston Villa. F- Aston Villa, right? Villa, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a great lad, lovely fella, great boy, great man altogether. You know, uh, the most humble, but tenacious footballer that you ever met. <laughs> Friendliest guy on earth. Yeah. You know, until he crossed the white line, and then he was a, a competitor. Yeah. The, the, competitiveness come all competitive, comes oh, out, and everything as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But we have some, like we have a lot of very good, talented players in the city here as well, you know. And right now we're beginning to attract them. You see, from like Sligo is only fifty miles up the road, you know, and they have a, or whatever, seventy miles maybe. They have their own, their League of Ireland, their Premier Division, right? Limerick are sixty miles down that way. Now they're in the same division as we are. At Loughlin fifty miles this way, they're in the same division as we are. So you have a lot of clubs looking for the same kind of players the same number of players you know. Yeah, yeah. so there's a bit of it so to get out of this division I would give you a big attraction straight away like every young fellow wants to play top division so if you're in the top division you're going to get a bit more attention you know absolutely yeah. so like that now and I, I read a bit about your club last night you know I was reading about it and how you how you how you got yourselves out of difficulties and I think there's a great lesson there for us and I'm going to follow it up a bit more and I'm going to investigate it a bit further because I think there's a very good model there in how your foundation functions I'm not quite sure what the foundation is registered as it's a foundation is that a link to a national foundation organization or no it's just foundation apart you just set up just your own, own and parts. you're answerable to who to nobody
0: you know what i mean what's your
1: legal status
0: foundation of hearts local organization set up by a few local businessmen 12 years ago and um we're not linked to any national organization international organization nothing like that it's a all locally rooted and um, and
1: you make all your own rules as such then see we're we're part of the national organization for cooperatives so we're bound by some of their rules, mm. so there are things that we can do mm-hmm. and things that we can't do. Mm-hmm. And if we want to change our constitution and stuff like that, we have to get uh, permission to do it. Uh-huh. You know, Now, we don't want to make any changes as, as things currently stand, mm-hmm. but at the same time we're bound by certain rules and regulations. But at the same time we have a status, and we have a, a, a kind of a status that limits us to any claims or anything or any difficulties we have a kind of a base that we can use as support. So that's probably one of the differences that we have but I'd like to know a bit more now about how how, how that functions. Now you're the now owners of the club, right? So is your club a sh- shareholding club now? Do you, you have the shares so, so in con- a, it's a limited say, company?
0: Con- contributors on a monthly basis now, we are co-owners now of the club, right. because we're contributing a sum every month and now the shares we own, the 75% shares that went to us now, yeah. so I mean so we're now the co-owners of the club, so...
1: But your club is a public, limited company with shares, like I could buy shares in... No, no. Heart. I so, could. No, so you
0: you would have to contribute every single month oh, right. uh, to, to the club to be a co-owner so yeah. we're not like... Uh, Public limited yeah, company in that sector, so so all the all those who do have a direct debit set, yeah. you know, and they're contributing every month. You are a
1: co-owner. Well, are they named then? Is there a list of, or is the, is the the foundation is the co-owner? It's not individual members. Like if I contribute now to the foundation, so
0: if you signed up, now yeah. and you can you set up a direct debit, you would become a co-owner. <coughs> all right, because you're putting money into that pot, yeah, and then that pot effectively. You and know. is my
1: name then on the on a list somewhere that I'm a co-owner of the club, or is it just there the foundation?
0: Is a section of the tunnel at yeah. the stadium where every single contributor's name, up until I think a certain date earlier this year, I think, yeah. um, or last year, I can't remember, but certainly every single person's contributed. They are listed on this wall of contributors. Right. No.
1: Um, so okay, I have a question for you now. You there's you have different levels of contribution, and there's the
0: just depends on your affordability. Yeah, so but
1: there's the two thousand and six group, then there's the, some other group, and then there's another group. So basically, there's a point system in place. Yeah. So if
0: you reach a certain milestone, then you're you're. So for example, like if you get to a thousand points, yeah, then you get what's called the plot ceremony. So you get your own coordinates on the pitch, yeah, yeah, um, and th- it's basically a nice formal occasion just to recognise the contribution that's been made, right. and and on your online account you get to see your points tally build up with time, and then you the more points you contribute, the the more milestones you can potentially reach. Is so that
1: every year now? You have to renew that every year, like say I reach a thousand points is that for no, this the, year no the direct debit has to just be continuous right. so it's
0: not a yearly it's not a yearly thing so basically what I, what I do is I I set my direct debit up um I can't remember it was some years ago now but uh, but it's a continuous direct yeah. debit so it doesn't stop at the end of the year and then you have to renew again it just right. keeps yeah. going
1: and is is but is the points tally based on your total contribution since the day yeah. you started. So basically it's one, 1. 1.5 points for every for pound every you pound contribute. Uh, over, yeah. the, over any period. Well, so if you started contributing, we say, in 2000, right? And you had 50 points in 2000, and you had 50 more points in 2001, and so on. And when you reach 1,000 points, you get a coordinate. The, the, the plot ceremony, yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. Well. Now, as you get up higher then?
0: You get to the higher clubs yeah. so basically we have clubs that uh, you know we, we, we name some of our clubs after some of the successes we've yeah, had in the yeah, past yeah. so um, for example um, we won a I think it was the I think it was the League Cup back in the 50s Yeah. Um, so we have uh, a, a, a special club to commemorate that right. so you get a special pin badge and then you get an afternoon or an evening to watch one of our historic Cup final successes we have the uh, one which marked our twenty twelve Scottish Cup win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one that marked our two thousand and six Scottish Cup win. Right. So. But do you get
1: a parking space or a seat in the stadium or anything like that? No. You get you get you get a special,
0: you get you you get like, speci- like a special pin badge to yeah, like like yeah. mark the, yeah, enough, yeah, reach, the and you get invited yeah. to an event to yeah. take part yeah, and to that. recognise yeah. your contribution to. Um, the but club. is there
1: an area then for we'll say at a game? For uh, catering, we we'll say you've a, a game and there's uh, you've a bar, presumably, uh, put in the, at the pitch. Uh, so, is there an area we'll say for for the foundation members? Can they go into this particular area and get different treatment I'm from the sh- average?
0: I'm not sure yeah. to be honest, but I'm I'm sure I read somewhere that yeah. they did something. Certainly, I certainly googled up afterwards and just remind myself what the list is. But certainly, there's a few privileges in there. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering now. What kind of
1: level of, like, see, all it's all all in the foundation of all our people are the same. Mm -hmm. We all contribute the same amount. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was a question that was raised earlier. Is should we have different levels of contribution? Mm -hmm. And if we did, then what do you get for your different level? Mm. Now, one of the lads two or three years ago set up uh, a little group, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was kind of a 500 group or something like that, mm-hmm. and he had reserved the parking space mm-hmm. at the ground for yeah, them, yeah. and there was a cup of tea at half time uh, for I wish we group, had that opportunity, you know, but yeah, unfortunately you know. we don't have
0: any, like not much space for parking spaces where we are. Oh, you're, right. you're in the middle of... We're oh, like um, west of the city centre, but oh, right. it's a very crowded area. area, it's a very, very busy area. But... Uh,
1: but I suppose. Yeah, well, you see, our parking is very limited as well. Mm. That was why. It, that was why it was so attractive, that that uh, that you could you could get a space yeah. in a very small. But, but certainly
0: area. certainly the, the 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 structure there yeah. is if you reach certain numbers
1: of points. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a bonus. there's yeah. a kind of recognition. It's, it, yeah, yeah, it's a recognition. Yeah. You
0: reach the milestone, and then that is recognised. Then do you then,
1: run separate fundraisers then tr- throughout the year? Do you like. I think there were events before yeah. COVID,
0: but then obviously yeah. the pandemic, yeah, you know, has time. really put yeah. limitations to that. But I'm hoping that in the future there's going to be more open events yeah. that are going to take
1: place. See, we have a couple of very good lads now, and they run things like last man standing competitions and uh, that type of stuff, you know. Um, but it's, it's just more I'm trying to raise more revenue. Probably, unfortunately, it's probably taken from the same number of guys. It contribute to everything else anyway yeah, you yeah. know but uh, that that would be one of our one of our things but there are there are other areas that i'd be curious about that that one out appeals to me the kind of recognition that you're 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 making a bigger contribution to the club, you know. I like definitely. that idea, you know? Definitely. Um, the Nation
0: of Hearts website, they'll yeah, definitely yeah. have all the Yeah, teachings. I looked
1: up your website last night. I was I spent a good bit of time actually looking yeah, to yeah. see the history of the club and stuff like that, yeah, you Because know? yeah. I wouldn't have been familiar to be truthful about it. now. I mean I knew the name Hearts I, d- I, of Midlovia, I just think The most you know?
0: rewarding thing about being a cone or at Heart of Midlothian is and this is my own opinion only, it's I think it's just so empowering. You yeah. feel you have a proper involvement yeah, in the club, yeah, club yeah. so you're not just paying the money yeah, for the season tickets yeah, or even yeah, buying yeah, the merchandise, yeah. but you're actually you feel as if yeah, yeah. you're an integral part of that.
1: club. Yeah, this is your club, yeah,
0: and that yeah. That, that, that just brings yeah. a real sense of proper belonging yeah, yeah. to
1: it. Oh, absolutely, and I think that would be that would be the driving force behind the the people involved in the in the co-op is that they want to own the club, mm-hmm. they want this to be their club, um, and that they are the. The owners of it, and they're they're regarded as such, and they see it the mm-hmm. <laughs> same way as you'd regard anything that you own. you will have a special affinity towards it, yeah, yeah. and I think that's exactly mm-hmm. where they want to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, I mean, most of the guys in the co-op will say that to you that this is our club. We own the club. No, realistically, financially, we probably don't, but in our heads, we do this is our club like, and that's that's it and we're proud of it and we want it we want it to do well and we'll do our best to make sure that it does well and we don't want anyone to interfere with it either what's more you know yeah, kind absolutely. of thing so uh, there is that empowerment you're absolutely right um, and ownership gives you gives you that gives you more commitment to it as well you're not going to let that happen to it you know it's like your own children you're not going to let anything happen to them you know and um, so that that would be the driving force I, I would imagine for your foundation it's certainly the driving force for our co-op as well mm-hmm. and and if we can channel that into more active participation it's difficult to get people to be active and it's difficult to get them to part with their with their money you know unless they can see some return like we say now one of the difficulties i think that our members have is we don't, they're not, we don't seem to have enough feedback to them. Like, do you get much feedback from the foundation to the members? Like, is there any monthly I, I think the
0: hope is there in the coming months and years that that's going to be very regular and sustained. Because, yeah. obviously, again, COVID's been a real yeah. kick in the teeth, yeah. to be quite honest. But, I mean, certainly our fans, I would most certainly say, are very vocal. I think yeah. they're not afraid to say what their yeah. opinion is. I think there's definitely... I think the, the 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 bosses in charge, or the people who are captains of the ship at yeah. the club. I think certainly they have a good understanding, generally, of what the fan base thinks yeah. Yeah. and what people want. And yeah. I think yeah. I think you know they they they're definitely for as long as that's sustained, and I'm sure it yeah. it will be for a long time yeah. to come. Then yeah. that that just keeps everything healthy yeah. because yeah. I think really. You know, when we know something's good, then we know something's good, and we say. But if not, then we, we're very vocal yeah. about it. Yeah, and like we
1: have a website now uh, for the co-op. Oh. You know, one of the difficulties I think that that we have is that the, a lot of the members feel that there's they're not getting enough information. You know, no. So we have a website, and that's updated pretty regularly, and we have a kind of a a newsletter that goes out. On all of this is done digitally now. Yeah. Like you know, there's no anymore um, so we do try to keep them informed uh, about what we're doing and what's happening and stuff like that you know but then the other side of that coin is a lot of the time there isn't much happening you know we're, we're, we're just contributing and they're, they're, what, what the underage people are doing is all up on the website anyway what the senior team are doing is up on the website what's happening if there are fundraisers or whatever that's up on the website so there isn't an awful lot more that you can do but it's to get people to be active that's the problem get them to engage with what you want and they, they know like you've hit the nail on the head there they know what they want now what you have to do is get them to tell you that and to engage in the process of actually achieving that not just tell you what we want that's i'm going to go and i'm going to actually do something about making it a reality mm. is to get people to that stage where they just don't just say i think we should i think we should do this mm-hmm. to get them from that stage to the point where they say, mm. let's do that yeah you know
0: actually get 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 that result that exactly.
1: They need. exactly get, get let them get involved don't just be saying why don't we why don't somebody do that somebody should somebody yeah. should paint oh, that you know instead of that we want them to say right well, okay let's we're not doing anything on Saturday." let's get a tin of paint and we paint it ourselves. Yeah, that yeah. type of thing. No, we have very good lads who are doing that as well. Did a good lot of work on the stadium recently, even though it's not our stadium, but a lot of volunteers went up, painted it, did a lot of work on it. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's great enthusiasm and there's great energy and there's great... Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on that's very good really, you know, and we have a lot of very good people and I think the future is is very healthy.
0: That, that's my last question to you okay. Obviously you're feeling optimistic About the future but I imagine You'll be welcome Any support um, from Some of our own fans as well oh. Even if it's not, it, not Not even just watching the games Online through the online Stream that they can pay for and watch yeah. the games but, but even potentially A few of them, maybe some of them Even travelling all the way here to
1: Galway to oh, see yeah. the team In person Yeah, yeah. be great. Absolutely great. We have members in all over parts of America um, and all over Ireland and all over Europe, and they contribute to the co-op. They're all members of the co-op. We have, I think, about twenty-five or thirty in Boston. You know, uh, who are and most of them have never seen, ever seen the team, yeah. but they've liked the idea. And they belong to it. And not, we have
0: to get twenty-five of.:
1: thirty in Edinburgh. Yeah. Uh, well, I tell you what, if we could, <laughs> if we could. It'd be great. Absolutely, yeah. you know, if we could, uh, if we could latch on to the heart of Midlothian and uh, and kind of uh, piggyback some of their ideas and their membership it would be great. But yeah, I'd be very optimistic about the future. I think we've survived a tough time, and I think we're in a very much better, more positive place now than we were and our our fans the number of people going to our games has increased hugely this this season again now like yourselves COVID was a real downer but it, they've come back in numbers and we have a, a, a huge number of under of younger people now coming to our games and that augurs well for the for the future so i'd be very confident that you know and i i'm hugely optimistic and even if like, I'd be optimistic to the point that even if we don't get out of the, the first division this year and I think we will but even if we don't I still think that we'll do it within the next couple of years I think we'll do it and I think once we get out of it and get up into the premier division the sky is the limit for us I'm confident of that you know
0: Oh I'm pleased to hear that I'm pleased to hear that well I'm going to my first Galway United game tonight Good and I'm really looking forward to that, and hopefully it's going to be the first of many So, uh, go, hopefully. and uh, hopefully maybe some of my own Fellow Heart and Midlothian fans will uh, follow suit in the coming months, years, weeks. Yes, we well, would uh, uh,
1: yeah. be delighted to see them. Yeah, they would be it, most welcome. Because th- 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 it's not a I difficult know. city to get to.
0: I no, mean, no. Fly from Edinburgh to Dublin and yeah. then just catch a coach yeah. into coach Galway. Just like to Galway.
1: yeah yeah. But um, I wish you and your team and your club the best of luck. We'd be delighted to have a link with Heart of Midlothian wearing the same colours. We could top jerseys occasionally, the things like that, you know. Maybe get friendly and, in the next yeah. couple of years. Oh, that'd be brilliant, yeah. That'd to, be brilliant. Well, I know that the, the underage lads went over to Glasgow last year. I think Johnny brought over the under-14s or the 15s to uh, to Glasgow. So, I mean, Edinburgh is on the stop. Yeah, I know, Edinburgh is very close. Yeah? Edinburgh is very close, yeah?
0: absolutely. So, um, oh, no, I, I hope this is the start of something special. I mean, I know this is only one person, but... Who knows what might happen? I mean, I I saw the Alex Murphy signing and then look where I am now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It
0: just takes one thing and then suddenly (laughs) things build up. So, yeah, yeah, hopefully there's going to be more Hearts fans coming to Galway and to check the team out and support it. Well, tell
1: them now. They can look us up on our website, Galway United, Friends Cooperative, or Galway United Football Club.
0: And definitely come to a game.
1: Yes Absolutely Pleasure to meet you Pleasure to meet you too
0: Good luck See you in the Premier Division Next year And uh, let's hopefully Get (laughs) pre-season friendly Some point in the next year or two Yeah it'd
1: be brilliant Absolutely Definitely Thank you Jimmy Thank Thank you you very much Thank
0: Thank you so much to Jimmy For his time It's sincerely appreciated And I hope fans of Galway United And Heart of Mizzolovian Really have enjoyed Listening to that chat And feel free ...to listen to any time again... ...if you wish to... Uh, ...on repeat... ...just to let you know that... ...the first game I went to see Galway United... ...in early July... ...they won 3-0... ...against Cove Ramblers... ...in the SSE Electricity First Division... ...and Galway United are aiming... ...to get promoted... ...to the Premier Division... ...in Ireland... ...wishing them... ...all the very best of luck... ...and hopefully this is the start... ...of something special... ...a special bond hopefully between two clubs that play in Maroon, one in Edinburgh and one in Galway. Thanks for listening and I'll be back with Daz sometime in the near future. Take care on the hearts and Galway United.